So today we're going to be talking about uh, Alabama football, their offense this season, Tua, Judy, Ruggs, um, focus more in on the wide receivers, how they fit in the efficiency puzzle, how they benefit from it, how they really benefit from that fast pace, uh, looking at them as prospects at the next level, obviously that's the point. With the draft upcoming, I love the draft. Uh, I've looked at them separately. I kind of want to look at them as a whole together in this offense to see if – then that'll be part three to see what offenses at the, at the NFL level could really replicate that and how they could really transition easy as possible into the NFL. But the – Alabama's philosophy this season is really, uh, at least for the receivers, summed up perfectly by Devonta Smith, who said, if we catch something short and we take it, that's what they want. Nobody wants to just catch the ball and be like, okay, I'm just going to go down right now. So the wide receiver's mentality is to get yards after catch, and that is evident in their play. Crimson Tide ranked third in the FBS in passing yards per game and second in offensive efficiency. Tua uh, had the third highest passer rating. Alabama's average possession over its first five games lasted two minutes and 42 seconds. Their longest average drive was three minutes and 22 seconds. The highest ranking and shortest average drive was two minutes and 31 seconds, nearly a minute, just a minute shorter than Alabama's, which was Penn State's. So it's clear that the full switch from heavy running and aggressive defense from the uh, 2009 to 2011 era to more open, fast-passing style uh, is changing with the times, especially at the college level. Obviously, you guys know how football's changed, passing leagues at both uh, levels, uh, college and NFL, and then high school, obviously. It varies all over the country. But Alabama is one of the best teams to do it this past season, efficiency-wise. It's also how they do it that's more interesting, and they were one of the best to do it back then. But while the offense was more high-powered with Tua in 18, uh, that's 2018, with the infusion of first-year offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian, who returned for a two-year stint with Atlanta, opened the offense up even more, more efficient and calculated. He's of the belief that everything you do has a purpose. This philosophy played out game after game with a heavy emphasis on Najee Harris and the running game, opening up play action, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I think this change in efficiency and increase um, is really exemplified by two of his numbers. He uh, had more completions or in 2018, more attempts in 2018, but a lower completions percentage, uh, more yardage, more touchdowns. But in 2019, he just had 180 completions on 252 attempts with a 71% completion percentage. So, and he looked like a better quarterback. A decrease in touchdowns. So his volume decreased slightly, but the efficiency went up. And I think that represents the offense as a whole. As for Judy and Ruggs, they had um, increases in... For Ruggs, everything stayed stagnant except for his uh, yards per catch which increased by two yards from 16 to 18. And then Judy had an increase in receptions, a decrease in yards, an increase in yards per catch, and an increase in touchdowns. So that volume really sparked up, and the the efficiency and pace really helped them out. 
second part of this, we'll move into it looking at how they really fit in this uh, as receivers. Let's get into it. All right, so let's kind of look at the Alabama offense on film, how Jerry, Judy, and Henry Ruggs fit into this whole puzzle. So Bama consistently opens up with um, three to four wide receiver sets and stretch run calls to open up the games. Um, the opening packages they throw in some of these games are what I looked at the most because it's actually interesting to see how the pace, how they're going to come at you and what they're going to bring. Uh, this specifically Tennessee game, you saw Judy and Ruggs line up on the same side as the game progresses. Um, and then once Tua came out of the game and Mac Jones went in, not a crazy pace. It slowed down, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. You can see a slower pace with Mac Jones in this game. Um, he stays in the first and second level with methodical throws to the tight end and Waddle for yards after catch. Ruggs is used um, plentifully on screens. And now to the South Carolina game. Uh, they started with a 2-1 to one split, followed by Judy in motion. Alabama loves to have a three-stack or two-to-one on one side and uh, one on the top of your screen, uh, but two on the strong side, and bring Judy in motion in their opening packages, of course, with Najee Harris off-center a lot of the times, and then he can come in a stretch. Um, so South Carolina gives a cover-two-man look. Um, this specific one was a blitz early to track Harris whilst also keeping tabs on the speed of the three receivers. The backer on the line who is supposed to track Harris uh, gets caught in pressure by pu- by pulling number 65 on the Alabama offensive line, allowing Najee Harris to get clear up the seam. And number 21, the safety for South Carolina, gets caught playing too far up and picks up Harris late in the middle of the field. Um, as you watch more of this Alabama offense, you realize you kind of have to separate the talent of Judy and Ruggs um, as prospects and what they bring to the Alabama team because uh, who they are as football players and who they are going to the draft cross a lot, but they're also different roles. So as a collective, you don't see a lot of Judy and Ruggs dominating in these games. And I keep throwing them together, but they are separate players. You don't see a lot of them dominating these games because there's so much dynamic ability to this offense. There's so much they can throw at you. Najee Harris specifically. Steve Sarkeesian loves the running back. Um, but there's a lot of motion, a lot of movement. Like the 49ers, it's it, it kind of it's similar to me. Um, but to see Judy and Ruggs, specific, specifically Jerry Judy, um, Actually, let me say this first. They weren't thrown to a lot in the South Carolina game, but I think that that was one example. That one play was one that exemplified their pace as an offense pretty well in this game overall. Uh, they threw the DBs off the line with their release, especially Judy with the smoothness, allowing Devonta Smith to come inside for easy possessions. Two also dumps off to Harris a lot, like I said. But in the bowl game versus Michigan. A slower pace with Mac Jones, and you saw it in the Tennessee game too, actually benefits Jerry Judy specifically. It allows him to get into open space more and kind of work his magic a little bit better. 
But once you throw in Tua and that heavy pace, they're just as good, but they're not shining as much, which makes sense because as a collective, the team can throw so many things at you. I just thought that was an interesting observation. Um, Seeing the juxtaposition of not only them to each other, but them to prospects versus teammates or team. um, Yeah, teammates Alabama. So let's move into the third segment here, which is um, looking at them as prospects now and kind of what they're going to bring in the NFL and who they could fit in with uh, the best. So I think Judy and Ruggs, and I keep mentioning them as a collective, are very similar in um, status some differences in play styles and their builds on film are actually different to me, although they're similar sizes. Um, Rugs or Judy is six one one ninety two, and Rugs is uh, six flat one ninety. But Judy does look a lot more slender with a leaner build, um, kind of more graceful, like a gazelle. Whereas Henry Rugs is more of a burner and he's a little more he even he's not that much more stocky but he's just kind of built like it he's an inch shorter and a couple pounds lighter but it just looks like it um but i think the differences in their play style is when you look at henry ruggs he's a great route runner he's a great um he is a great release uh but what comes to mind is that speed and it it just catches you by surprise, especially as a player, I, I'd imagine. Whereas Judy's kind of more well-rounded in all of those aspects. His release is um, beautiful. His, uh, yes, yeah, so well, he burns on release fast as hell. Slight improvement in his bump off the line from 18 to 19. Smoothness is off the charts, can cut corners, change direction with ease, and his footwork is graceful and agile, along with quick, athletic, good ball skills. Um, he has an advanced catch radius due to athleticism, solid blocking, and can win at the point of attack. So as I discussed with Mike in the mock draft special, he is the perfect prospect. He's my favorite wide receiver. But Ruggs, similar speed, uh, better in some aspects, uh, more vertical, less lean, like I said, better release off the line that gives him an extra step. These guys are both first-round picks. Arguably top 10 picks. Uh, I, I think Ruggs is going to go in the teens and Judy's going to go in the top 10. But there is a scenario where Judy goes to the Colts or the Raiders or the Broncos in that middle of the pack area. But there are teams that are going to want to nab him in the top 10. The Dolphins, the um, well, the Dolphins are grabbing him later. But the Dolphins, the Giants, et cetera, et cetera. Um, when I look at fits for these guys, I look at um, the Oakland Raiders first, specifically for Henry Ruggs, because I think, and Judy, and I think any team that's going to want to run the ball heavily and set up the pass with that is going to be a fit for these guys, because that's kind of the offense they came from. Uh, John Gruden is going to want to run the ball with Josh Jacobs, set up the play action, and get the ball to them in open space efficiently. That's identical to what Alabama was doing. And it'll be at a slightly slower pace 
depending on one, the talent level, and two, the competition. So they're going to have to slow it down a little bit. Um, you know, it's not as high tempo as college. So I think this is going to benefit one of these, either of those guys in all aspects. And I think the, the um, Oakland Raiders are a great fit and an easy transition for either of them. But I think also you have to look at the New York Giants. A little bit of bias. I'd like Judy, although I'd want to go offensive line. And that is the key here. Because if you draft an offensive lineman, you grab Jack Conklin. Uh, you re-sign Jalapio. He, he had a good recovery to the end of the season. Um, that's what sets up Saquon as the focal point. And then you can set up the run game. And then you have that dynamic open field combination of a Judy, for example, because he would be at four. Um, you could try to trade back in for Henry Ruggs in the late first, but that he's probably not going to be there. But you have the open field combo of Darius Slayton, who is Henry Ruggs with less speed and better ball skills. And then you have Jerry Judy, who is pretty much all around a great football player, a great wide receiver with a lot of smooth skills. Like I mentioned, you know, you know the drill. So it'll be a good fit. And then I look at the New Orleans Saints last, who are going to want to grab, and I, I sound very sports talk radio here, but I want to, you're going to want to grab a second receiver, obviously. Compliment Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is very heavy on possession, and um, I'm going to take the ball, I'm going to outmuscle you, well, I'm going to run this great route, and then I'm going to outsmart you and outmuscle you when I get to the top of my route, and then I'm going to bring the ball in with my huge hands, my long arms, and my big frame. But you complement that with a guy like Judy or Ruggs who have this great speed and have this smooth route running in the case of Judy, have an equally athletic, have equal athletic ability, and they're going to get to that point where their potential is filled. And they also have, in the case of Judy, a really good um, catch radius. And Ruggs is really good at the top of his route as well. Uh, that's one of the things I like about him. Um, so complimenting Michael Thomas with that, giving Drew Brees a guy who they're going to involve Alvin Kamara in play action. It's a slow, methodical pace while also this breakneck. We're going to throw the ball at you. We're going to open it up. Um kind of similar to Alabama, run-and-shoot-like, the kind of modified for the NFL level, a good balance of run and pass that sets each other up to farther than the extent the readers of the Giants would be. So I think that would be a really good fit for either of them. But wherever they go, they're going to be really good. They're going to be really good NFL players. I'm just thinking of a smooth transition for either of them. Um, at the NFL level, because I do like both these guys a lot, especially Judy, and I think that shows in this in this segment. But nonetheless, this was a little more uh, laid back version of Frank's film room. Some very hot uh, keywords, uh, hot button words are uh, transition, uh, smooth, Jerry Judy, uh, route running, Alabama. Pace, tempo, efficiency. Uh, I hope you guys liked it. Uh, the socials are 
Pod underscore Clubhouse on Twitter, Clubhouse.cast1 for short clips on TikTok. Uh, Clubhouse.cast on Instagram. Facebook is Frank Estraub. Uh, you can, uh, yeah, that's it. Podcast is on all the platforms, including YouTube, except for, including Spotify, YouTube, except for SoundCloud. So check us out there. Uh, check out my articles, a lot of draft prep, some XFL stuff for timescoot.com. Uh, specifically pertaining to the Giants for the draft. But that's all I got. Again, uh, give me a feedback. Always love bringing you guys stuff. Uh, some more Frank's film rooms down the line. An MLB preview with Joe. Uh, what else? And I'll pump out more draft stuff, a couple more mock drafts. See you in the next one.